0: This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Episode 106 of The Drive-By Podcast is on. Freeway Frank, thank you so much for joining me on the Thursday edition. I hope... You always tune in from beginning to end. I know that's not always possible. So the fact that you tune in at all means the world to me. So I'm not asking you to necessarily stick around for the entire thing. Although, today's podcast, you definitely want to stick around till the end. And it's it's something that I definitely feel is important to come out and say. And I will say it towards the end of the podcast but first i wanted to start off with a show a couple of shows that my wife and i have been enjoying lately and that i seem to be addicted to two shows that we've been watching a lot lately one is indian matchmaking with seema auntie have you seen this (laughs) yes i'm serious by the way Uh, sometimes i get into these shows these tv shows and i can't understand why I start binging them. And then I'll turn to my wife and say, well, "Okay, put on another one. Next, yeah, another and we watched tonight three episodes, three more episodes of Indian Matchmaking. If you haven't seen it, it's really cool. There's this I guess world-renowned matchmaker named Seema Antti. and she is big. I think she is from Mumbai, if I'm not mistaken, and she is big and known all around the world, not only in India, but in North America, everywhere, London, everywhere, she's known everywhere. Uh, Indians have immigrated to, and they use her in order to find, call upon her expertise, so that their children could be uh, properly match And m- match is that, that's not a word. I guess introduced, and the matchmaking can occur, <laughs> and they can eventually that will lead to uh, marriage and arranged marriage. That's what it is. Now, back in the day, this was big in many of the old countries. Even in my culture, Italians used to, especially from the south, used to arrange marriages because they wanted to make sure they knew who their daughter, who their son was about to marry. So that was very important. And of course, this led to, I know this is going to be the awkward part of me talking about this, but sometimes cousins and family members getting married, which I think is, is sick. That's what they felt they had to do. I don't think marrying cousins is the answer. But, uh, well, in this show, it's very progressive, by the way. It's very, it's not at all like, you know, I guess 30, 40, 50 years ago. I'm sure people have married family members before. But it's not at all that. These are millennials, basically. Next generation, Generation Z millennials introduced to their future husband or wife and this woman makes tons of money i mean she's 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 loaded she charges anywhere i had to do the the research on it and she she charges anywhere between like a 1300 to 8000 per side when she's matchmaking. And not necessarily does everybody end up getting married, of course. But what I find so sweet and so innocent about this show is that people actually, you start cheering for people, right? And you start seeing people actually taking the next step and getting married. She's very good. She knows, she definitely knows her field of matchmaking. But why I like it so much is. I don't know. There's something about it. There's something uh, innocent, magical about it. Seeing the parents light up when they see their son or daughter getting introduced to someone that they feel uh, they would be properly matched with. I have two friends who are of the East Indian culture who had arranged marriages. And both marriages ended after some time. And now one of them is with a, a new a new wife and it's been a while and it's it's somebody who's in this culture, obviously East Indian. And my other friend is divorced. They had a child, he's single, but you know, and they didn't work. And I always frowned upon matchmaking at that level, arranged marriages. You know, even in my culture when I heard certain Italians wanting to, you know, arrange marriages and all that. I always thought it was silly, it was archaic, and, you know, it, there wasn't a place for it in, in today's world. But watching this show, I'm telling you, you learn so much, and then seeing how it turns out when they, just to see what somebody else sees you being matched with. And especially this, this woman, Sima Antti being the pro, you want to see exactly what she does. And by the way, she doesn't hit home runs all the time. Many times I could see it before you'll probably notice it too before it's it's happening is oh this is this is not going to end very well. And my wife's always like, "Frank, Frank, this is what she's saying throughout the the episodes." She's like, "Frank, don't say that, but but see to me, attraction is important." And I could tell right away based on how the guy or the woman looks, in my head I rate the guy, right? And I say, "Well, this guy's about an 8 or a 9, he's handsome. She's about a eight or a nine, this is going to work because they're going to be attracted to each other because there has to be a physical attraction. No matter what uh, Sima Auntie or the parents think or anyone thinks, we know that, right? There has to be a physical attraction, even though this matchmaker, I'm really into this, by the way, she's, she's very much from the school of thought that, you know, nobody falls in love. There's no such thing as love at first sight. She goes, you know, it takes three four five six times several weeks several months for you to actually fall in love with the person and she's not necessarily wrong sometimes even when it is love at first sight and you're attracted to somebody you know the falling in love part doesn't necessarily happen right away i haven't been because i've been married for quite a while and been with my wife for 16 years so i haven't been on on dates in a long time. I would imagine hearing it from friends of mine who are single, who are on Bumble, who are on Tinder, that this is a live, live version of any of those apps and happening in real time with an old school matchmaker trying to hook up people and and arranging, uh, basically arranging for a possible marriage. If you get a chance, check it out. It's on Netflix, Indian Matchmaking. And it's fun to predict what's going to happen and to see how they progress. It's interesting. And then sometimes they bring together people from North America and India. And sometimes it's within North America, but it's like, you know, one person is in California. One person is in New York. One person is in Miami. And so you have to watch it. It's, uh, it's must-see TV. And, and I don't have that many shows I like to brag about these days because uh, there's not that many good shows out there. Ted Lasso, as you know, is one of the ones I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago. And another one I'm about to mention, maybe many people don't know about, is called Yellow Jackets. And Yellow Jackets, we just hit the episode that was so disturbing that my wife and I both almost literally in unison threw up. Okay, Well, I'm not going to give it away, but the story, funny enough, there was a similar movie that came out. Years and years ago that a, f- a friend of mine, an acquaintance of mine from Vancouver, actually co-starred in, which was called Alive. This particular story is along the same lines as that, and it's a tr- based on a true story that happened that Alive was based on, the movie Alive. But this particular series stars uh, Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci, and their younger versions, so the their counterparts, their younger version, uh, girls that are in high school. It's a fabulous script, it's well done, it's it's disturbing. We just started season two and then I, we hit the episode, as I said, and the episode is the one that almost basically made us puke. <laughs> and so the story without giving it away is a female soccer team and they, they're a really good team and they end up flying somewhere to go play a tournament somewhere and then The unthinkable happens. The rest of the story begins from that point on. And I don't want to give it away, but if you are a fan of or were a fan of the TV series Lost back in the day that starred Evangeline Lilly, something similar to that, but then not at all. So different than that show. It is highly disturbing, but it's so good at the same time. Check it out. That one, I believe, is on Showcase anywhere you get your favorite TV shows. Indian matchmaking, yellow jackets. Check both of those out. I wanted to address this because it's driving me crazy. And I'm just going to say it. Too many people on Instagram are using filters. Too many people. And we can tell, by the way, we could tell people who use filters, we know. We know you're using filters, okay? Because we know approximately how old you are and you can't look that good. Your skin cannot be that good. Your your face cannot be that good. It's We know it's impossible. And then let's say you, ha- you did not use any filters in the past. We compare those pictures. Not that we have time to do this, but some people do. Compare those pictures to the current pictures where you're using filters. Then it's blatantly obvious. All right. It's too obvious. It's kind of like when a woman has implants. You kind of know. There are some dead giveaways. People that use filters on Instagram, and I'm not going to just say single out women. It's mostly women using filters on Instagram. Let's be honest. But it's guys too now. I see a lot of guys using filters. Guys who are, not every guy, uh, let's just say it's metrosexuals. So it's metrosexual men are very aware. Of what they look like at every moment these are the guys that they have to have the perfect beards the in the perfect beard lines and the hair has to always like you know they go get haircuts like i get a haircut every three months that's how much i care mind you i look really good after i get the haircut and for the weeks following after that loses control but whatever i mean these are the guys that are getting haircuts every week i know women some women who do maybe they have nothing else to do but the ones that do are very aware in how they look at all times So now I've noticed some of these guys too. You know, a lot of these guys, as I said, are entering their mid life crisis, mid forties, late forties, early fifties. And they're starting to, they think the crow's feet disappearing from one day to another, depending on the filter they're using is, people are not noticing this We're noticing it because we see you in person. We see how you look in person. You don't look that great. Oh, maybe you do look great in your aging because there's nothing wrong with having those things. On your face. The saggy neck is coming as time goes by. Yeah, it's very normal. We all get the saggy rooster neck. We all get the crow's feet. that That's what being human is about. We all have a, a, a timeline. And we all get old. And we'll all get those things. But it's, it's for the people who don't want to give up their youth, right? So don't do anything to make sure that they're always looking good and they look ridiculous. Let's be honest. And especially these filters on Instagram... They look, you know, which ones—the ones that they are. These are the people that they—they they don't think other people notice, but they look like they should be in a casket. You know, when somebody's dead in a casket and the makeup is just like—it's—they're really white, and it's like, yeah, he, yeah, he looks good, he looks pretty. You know, when people say that by the way, when people die and they're like, yeah, they look really good, he looks really, or oh, he doesn't look good, he must have suffered the last couple of months or the last couple of the person's dead. How good can you look when you're dead? But. Even more so when the mortician applies the makeup and they're like, it's that, it's just too white. It's just too pasty. It's like the makeup. It's almost like the the, the, the corpse is about to do the six o'clock news because you're under the lights. They, they they take out all the bad stuff, right? They make sure none of the blemishes show. And these people look super white, ghostly almost in a way. They think other people don't notice. Stop using filters on Instagram. You look beautiful you're beautiful remember the song you're beautiful you're beautiful to me who is that james blunt you don't need to use filters we all know you're aging we're all getting old you could only botox once or twice and then we know we know we we all get it sooner than later some people age better than others there's no doubt about it but you don't need to use those filters anymore people yeah you want to look great so put on some makeup look good look great put on a nice outfit but we're all aging it's okay it really is so as i mentioned at the top of the podcast uh, i hope you stuck around to hear this part because i think it's it's very important so to me the truth is everything we need to tell the truth all right everybody has been caught once or twice in their life lying telling a fib some people are serial liars that's not good Other people lie when they're stressed. Other people don't intend to lie and lie anyway to protect somebody. Uh, Lying's not good. It never ends well. Nowadays, I find that nobody tells the truth anymore. So when I find somebody that does tell the truth and somebody that is willing to put themselves out there and say something, whether... Most people agree with it or not or is not necessarily popular opinion. I respect it. I respected when the goalie of the Montreal Canadiens, Kerry Price, came out and took his stand, his, his views known about uh, hunting and how he's a an, an avid hunter and a gun owner. And and I respected that. But he was telling the truth. But But nobody wants to hear the truth anymore. Nobody questions anything anymore they just accept everything we've learned that in the last two or three years people just accept what they're told as the truth because you hear this line all the time and i was one of these people by the way not anymore it's been a long time now it's like why would they do that to us do you really think they're doing that do you really think the government do you really think these people let's call them the people in lab coats let's call them those people whoever you want to call do you really think they don't have our best interest in mind do you really think they would do that to humanity yes i do i don't trust anybody anymore and telling the truth by the way has got me into trouble many times (laughs) being too honest and i've been nothing but honest in my life when it's come to Platforms like this, my former career, broadcasting, is coming out and always saying it, always laying it out there in front of the audience, someone else, face value. And sometimes that gets you into trouble. But because nobody tells the truth anymore, and I've been very vocal about this, uh, my, my former career and, and what they continue to do, mainstream media continues to do, and who's in their pockets how the truth is not really, you know, it's all one-sided and you don't know what the truth is anymore and how there's no debates anymore. And you would think if something is true journalism, if something is, if it's a true debate, what do you do? You have a debate about it. You have a discussion about it. That's no longer acceptable in our society. We know that. That's why these forums, like podcasting, these platforms like social media, Twitter, and all that are becoming so popular because people are fed up. People want to decide for themselves. People want to be able to distinguish between fact or, or fiction, the truth, and a lie. And they're able to do that on these platforms because they start to follow people that they see as being raw and authentic and truthful. These people become more and more popular for a reason. It's not because they're spreading, that word, I hate that word, misinformation or disinformation, like our prime minister says here. Not my prime minister. This is why they don't want people like me. They don't want people like you who are listening to this on the other side. They want people who are yes people. They want people to not question Don't question what we're doing because obviously we're doing everything for the good of the people and these other people are loonies. But the truth of the matter is the loonies are those people who don't want you to question anything and to accept. They're telling you Their news source is the news source. Don't listen to anyone else. And the leaders are telling you, I'm your prime minister. I'm the guy who's looking out for you. Don't believe in all these crackpots out there spreading the misinformation. I think that's scarier. I think that's scarier because I don't ever remember, do you, any leaders in the past, ever having to convince the public why they shouldn't uh, listen to anyone else, but what their government and their leaders telling them, because their leaders telling them the right stuff, and their leaders following the science and everyone else that, that they're hearing things from, well, well, they're, they're not. They're not telling the truth. They're the, the kooks. They're, the, they're the, the whack jobs. Actually, we do remember people in the past doing that kind of stuff. And those are people who were dictators those are people who were uh, authoritarians those are people who were totalitarians those are people who have had a hand in ruining this planet or trying to ruin this planet the the despotic leaders of the past so now they're just disguised in nice suits and cool socks they're the same type of people they're egomaniacs sociopaths who don't want you to think outside the box they want you to to inside the box and that's the box that they're giving you and they want you to think from that so in the end of this podcast if we've learned anything today is to watch indian matchmaking and in seema Ante, to uh, not use filters on instagram to uh, check out yellow jackets another great tv show and to remember to always tell the truth unless you're at the poker table then lie away but the truth is very important and it needs to override the people that are telling lies out there. And I think most people, especially people who are listening to this podcast, have figured out that there are many other places to get your news nowadays, many other places, many other sources to follow, many different opinions and thoughts. They never want you to question, because if you do, you're the bad person. So tell the truth. That's important. And I'm sure teaching your kids to tell the truth, which is... What all parents do or start off doing, (laughs) at some point, I don't know when they turn, but it's the most important thing we could teach our children. Tell the truth. Thank you so much for listening to episode 106 of the Drive-By Podcast. I'll be back with two more episodes next week and some good news, important news about this podcast please review or comment on apple five it on spotify wherever else you get this podcast appreciate you listening in you can also check out prior episodes on youtube i'm freeway frank ciao for now the drive by with freeway frank